Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Our talk with Duchess continues as she shares more about her home life and we find out her husband is not her dom. They have a don't ask, don't tell policy that allows her to explore a side of herself that he is not comfortable exploring. And we're back still at this hotel in Disney, but we're just not done with you yet. So welcome back, Duchess. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like a couple people aren't done with me yet. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Now, you bring up text message telephone. Yes. I happen to know where your dom lives, and I happen to know where you live. Mm -hmm. Let's dig into more of your personal life, if you will. Okay. Marital status. I am married. My husband, as this was kind of evolving, take a step back, was in BDSM for 15 years. As we all know, society tells us, hey, we should all be vanilla. We, you know, you marry one person together forever. And okay, great. I played the Stepford Housewife. I did it great. I loved it to a point. But then I started realizing it became not enough. So I started asking for things in my marriage with my husband, like, hey, babe, you want to throw me against the wall? And he's like, honey, what? Like, I'm going to hurt you. Hide and seek. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, like you want to play a game of hide and seek like the boys do? Oh, the boys need to be in bed. <laughs> we need to have a storm. There needs to be rain. And there needs to be no clothes. I need to be in a dress. And he's looking at me like, uh, what's happening, babe? Uh, you know, and as the kind of biology tells us, like at our thirties, which evolutionary wise, I don't understand it, but whatever us as women, our hormones, we become teenagers. We are teenage boys and we need a lot of attention sexually and all the things. And that's when I started to see myself as Duchess start peering back up. It's like she was dormant. The beast wasn't gone. It wasn't dead. She was just sleeping because I believed in my heart of hearts. Like, oh, that was a phase. BDSM was a phase. I was going to say, how do we go from many, many years of this to someone who's surprised you want to be thrown up against the wall? Because a thousand percent, it became this hormonal thing. Like I started noticing I was having trouble when we would have sex with my husband. I'm, I'm saying go back further to how did you get to the point where I'm going to marry this guy who has no idea that I'm into all of this other shit? Because at 26 years old, you don't know. You don't know. I had no idea. And again, as a society, we pump into young women and even young men. It's monogamy. You don't do these things. This is a shameful thing. You already sowed your wild oats. You did your fun. You you had your fun. You had fun. You did all the things. Like, hey, you checked off that bucket list. It's time to put it down. Time to be an adult. Close it up. Yep. Close it up. Lock it up. Put in your little hope chest. Yeah. Shove it in the back of the bed, in the closet. Don't ever think about it again. And honestly, you, you test the waters, like you test the waters, like you tell people like, oh yeah, like I tell my friends like, oh yeah, no, I just like, I like, like really rough sex because they would see marks on me. 
they would see maybe a bruise here and there and they'd be like, are you okay? And you're like, <laughs> um, yeah, why? What's up? Well, you know, I'm just I'm noticing like this bruise on your neck and it doesn't look like a hickey. Like, what's, what's, are you sure you're okay? And you're like, I just, I really like rough sex or whatnot. And then when you see the recoil, you're like, so I can't tell you. Can't right. be honest with you. Right. I Not need that to keep, one. Yep. Yeah. I need to keep this dirty little secret. And I hid it from everybody. Like nobody had any idea. I also did things like horseback riding. I played rugby. So it became one of those, like, I'm going to blame this bruise on a horse. I'm going to say I fell off. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. Because I throw out a little bit, see how you genuinely react. And that tells me whether or not this is going to go well or you're going to look at me like a freak. And I knew I wasn't, but I wasn't brave enough at 26 to sit there and stand on Mount BDSM and say, this is what I'm into. Hear me roar. And I wanted to, but there were so many people around me that were like, no, no, no. We only have missionary position. Right. That's abuse. Yes. Yeah. With the lights off, you know, everyone like you don't be loud. Don't do. No one should know what's happening. And that's what society tells you. And it sucks and it's sad. But I did not have a community. I did not have people around me that I that were rallying with me saying, oh, my God, I'm with you. Like, I'm I'm into it, too. Great. Awesome. Soul Sisters. Love this. It was. you okay. Right. All right. Got it. That's a little too rough. If there's bruises, it's not just rough sex. That's that's too much. Like, what's going on? What are you doing? And it's just like, "Mm, I can see your trepidation. I don't mean to say I can't trust you, but I can't trust you. You're going to look at me like a freak. I'm going to bury this. So then when I met my husband in college, like I was like, okay, put it away. We did it. It was fun. So great. I need to get married. We've got to start our lives. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. Let's be the step for wife. I can go back. It'll be fine. Turn it off like a light switch. Like a right? Light. Exactly. Like, and that's the crazy part is I convinced myself it was a light switch. I convinced myself I could just turn it off, never turn it back on. Don't yep. ever touch that switch. Done with glass that. Glass box around yep. it. Like, you got to break the glass. You got to unlock the lock. In case like, of emergency. Yeah, exactly. In case of emergency. I like that. Don't pull the fire alarm. You don't know what's going to happen. It started reappearing about 3031. It was the hypersexuality, the strut in my stuff. The... Ah, that magical 3031, 32. <laughs> right. That goes down those three. Oh my God. I'm telling you, that's what they need to write a book about. Like they say it, but do they really tell you as a woman what's going to happen? No. They hide it from you. How dare they? We're here to tell you, girls. It kicks into hyperdrive. So I started noticing the old habits of pushing back. I would challenge my husband. And when he didn't meet that challenge and he's just like, wow, you're just, you're in a mood today. Yeah. I don't want to deal with you. I'm like, I'm like sitting there going like, but no. You got your period. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like there was always like, honey, are you, is, did the bill come due? Like, and you're like, no, what, what's the matter with you? No. Just fight me. Yeah. Like, God dang it. Do me a favor. Just grab me by the neck, throw me against the wall and say, knock it the fuck off. And then I'll be like, okay, no, I'm good. Am I taking you upstairs now? <laughs> like, and my husband had in college or whatnot, he had been rough, but it was like, spanking here or two. Yeah. Oh, well, hair tug. Like, you know, you're ringing a bell and I'm just like. <laughs> need more so like i wanted to be like let's see if i can naturally draw this out of him like let's let's see my my husband's a a bigger guy he's six foot three 280 pounds like let's see if he's got it in him maybe i'll get lucky maybe i didn't get lucky who knows and we just have never talked about this because always you know i mean when guys are sitting around the table bullshit he's like yeah my wife likes it rough you all men talk and stuff and so all of a sudden when i started doing the challenging and I wasn't met. I was met with resistance. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? 
how do I do this? I started noticing I became an outright bitch (laughs) because I wasn't satisfying something that was starting to wake back up. Because for me, an alpha means everything's taken care of. To be on from being, like I said, I'm a mom, I'm working, I'm taking care of the household, I am running, making sure everyone's where they need to be. I started noticing wasn't getting good sleep. I'd wake up at three in the morning and my brain's thinking about all the things I have to do for the next day. I'm starting to get real irritable. I'm losing patience with my husband. I'm losing patience with my children. I'm losing patience with my friends. I'm losing, losing patience at work. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it cannot just be the hormones. And I remember one night, took me out on a date. I'm dolled up to the nines and I'm not getting the attention. I'm strutting my stuff. And he's just like, oh, baby, look nice. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> wow. I, that, just that face you do. Right? I know. Like, that? Shit. like wow. uh, the side eye, like nice. You want to see how nice I can be? Okay, let's play this game. I remember I shoved my husband. I wanted him to come on. Show me what you got, big guy. Show me you've got it. And I remember we got out of the car or whatnot. I just looked at him. He's like, you're right. Like, you just seem like you're a little bit on edge or whatnot. (laughs) And I I whipped my head around. I said, no, I'm not. And I just put my hands on his chest and just pushed him a little bit. Like, enough that he took a step back. And he was like, what are you doing? And the drop in the voice, the bravado showed up. And I was like, this is it. Here we go. Holy shit. It's about to go down. And he just grabbed me by my hair and brought me into him. And I'm like, oh, shit, this might not have been a phase. (laughs) Like, that's when, like, the lightning went off the wrong reason. Yeah. And he took me upstairs and he kind of just threw me on the bed. And he's just like, what are you thinking? Like, you shoved me. And I'm just like, no, I didn't shove you. I challenged you. What are you going to do about it, big guy? And I didn't back down. And he's like, okay. Then it's like the other guy checked in and he's just like, all right, do we need to talk about our feelings? And I'm like, no, where to go? Where to go? Come what back. you need to do is just take me. I yeah. am yours. Take me. You got a ring on it, buddy. Let's do this. And so that night didn't exactly go to plan. So the next day we woke up and I remember sitting there. We're sitting at the coffee table and I'm just sitting there drinking my energy drink. And he's like, what happened last night? <laughs> like you, I feel like you were all over the board. Like I was in a zoo. And didn't realize I was in the lion cage until the lioness came out. And I was like, what is happening? I thought I was playing with the birds. I, I thought, what, like, what's going on here? And I was like, I think I need to tell you about something that I did prior to us getting married. And he sits down. He's just like, oh, God. Like, here, like, I can tell the dread of look on his face. And my husband comes from a little town. There's a church on every street. There's one stoplight. Everybody knows everybody. This is not the type of conversation I think he was expecting. And so I laid it all out. I said, listen, from 17 till I met you, I was into this thing called BDSM. And of course he did the same thing I did when I really got into it of the, oh, you mean like whips and chains and stuff? Did she kicked out of you? No. Ah, there's many other aspects of that. There's a whole title. Like there's all these subtexts and all these things. There's a whole pool. You're at the, I don't even know what end you're at, but there's a whole pool. You start at the baby end, you're working your way to the deep end. I'm deeper than most. (laughs) And he's just like, what does that mean? I mean, I, I may have had tallies and like people spanked you. You can say that. Let's go with that. You know what? Let's let's go with that. I can see what's happening. I feel like your blood pressure's kicking up. I can see what's happening. I was like, yes, I enjoy sex a lot more when I don't have to think. 
And I don't want to think. Everywhere else, I have to be on. I have to be perfect. I have to be this perfect wife, this perfect mom, get everybody to where they need to go, work. And the one place I don't want to think is in our bedroom. And he sat there and it took him a minute. And he's like, all right, what do you, and we're trying to have this conversation. Almost felt like a starting of a dom relationship. You're working, negotiating out. What are your limits? What do you, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk yep. about? And so I'm giving him very watered down version. Cause I, you can't just throw someone in the deep sure. end and say swim, <laughs> especially in something like this. We're sitting there having the conversation. I was like, how about, you know, like, just feel free to like reach up and grab my throat. If you want to pull my hair, you want to spank me, like all green lights. Go ahead. And he did. And he got to see Duchess, glimmers of her. She started kind of coming alive. And the orgasms got better. The intensity got better. I got louder. He was like, all right, I'm (laughs) I'm a stallion now. Like, here we go. But then he stopped at that plateau. And then my desire starts going away. And I'm getting frustrated again. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what is happening. I need to figure out. Is this something that needs to be a staple? And so I one day word vomited on him and said, I used to do this. I used to do this. I can take this many hits. I can do this. I've been bruised. I have been hunted down. I have done CNC. I have have safe words. I have all these things. And he just looked at me and he goes, I think this might be above my pay grade. Don't get me wrong, babe. I'm, I'm all for like asserting. I'm going to be real honest with you. I can't get to that level. What do we do? How do we do this? And I'm like, selfish or not, people are going to have their opinions. I said, I think I need to figure out where I'm at now. Because again, that was 10 years ago. I need to figure out what I'm at now. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to BDSM night where I met you lovely folks. There was some intrepidation. There was like, okay, I'm at a sex club. Like, this is, what is happening? And then I went back to the dungeon and I was like, Candyland does exist. What is happening? This is great. Why did I know about these things? Why don't these people talk about these things more often? I remember because we were all standing there in a group. We were watching the fire massage going on. And I just slowly kind of eyed because they give you the grand tour, which I love. And I'm eyeing the girl with the electrodes and people are getting massages. And I just kind of slowly slipped away from the group. I don't need to make this known. I don't know how this is going to go. Let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. Girl had no problem getting butt ass naked with my thigh high boots on. And I was like, okay, this is going better than I thought. I am in a room full of people I don't know. And the second that electrode hit my body, I swear to you, had you been there, you would have seen the pupils go black. My back started arching. I didn't register anybody. I think the last thing I heard was some girl online being like, this looks super scary, but why is she making that look so hot? (laughs) And And the young lady who was doing it, she was focusing on my nipples and she kept upping the ampage upping the ampage and I full blown three times in a row back bend just lit off like a fourth of July and I remember sitting on the table after it I was like I was like I'm done that's it I, I got nothing left in me at least I thought I had nothing left in me <laughs> shirt found out otherwise uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting there on the table taking breaths and like still butt naked don't care in my boots and I'm just like uh-oh I don't remember the level being this. I mean, I remember I had a level, but I don't remember it being this. I'm like, I'm above my husband's pay grade. 
I am above my husband's pay grade. What do I do? As the night went on, got a glimpse of the current dom that I play with. He was playing with one of his permanent submissive or whatnot, his girlfriend at the time, I believe. I remember feeling the power when they walked in the room and I was standing very nicely next to your chit-chatting and all the things i remember just grabbing him by his shirt and i'm starting to shake because i know what's happening to me like i I gotta get off like i i'm I'm with or without help something i need help though i I, this is gonna be intense and he just looked at me and i'm like you're an absolutely amazing support person but i know that i need you to do something right now i need you to tell me i'm a good girl and yeah and your husband i think you and for standing behind me. <laughs> and I remember just gripping onto his shirt and thinking, oh my fucking God, I'm going to rip his shirt. I think I said it to you. I'm going to rip mm-hmm. your shirt. And you, timing was perfect. It's just a fucking shirt. <laughs> and I lit off, went all creamed all over his hand, shook, and my legs are shaking. And it, you're just holding me up, bit down on you because of the power that was coming off the spank bench in the corner. Nice. And I was just like, we got a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> so basically decided at that moment that clearly this was not going to be a phase. It wasn't something that the hope chest could keep locked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to be able to find someone who can do the level of intensity that I need, feel safe with, because... I cannot go to somebody who I very much love and put him in a position where either him or me are going to get hurt and he's already at uncomfortable. I have to figure out how to meet him 50% of the way. And if that means that I have to go play in the dark and get that out of my system to be able to meet him halfway, that is my sacrifice. That is what I have to do. And playing at that intense level of play, I go home, I'm like recharged. I feel I'm a better mom. I have more patience. I'm able to be the wife that he needs me to be. I'm able to do my job. And those shutdowns to me have now are so important. It is unreal, but you have to understand you can't force your partner to be something they are not because that's not good for anybody. And it's okay. If you have the conversation, it's okay. And so he basically was like, hey, I get you to do whatever because I'm not there and I can't get there. I'm never going to be there. We're basically under now a don't ask, don't tell policy. And I get that's going to rub people the wrong way. Now, to be clear. Yeah. When you say you go home, go home means that you are getting on an airplane and flying back home or a very long drive from the club that we met you at. Yes. It's not like you can just go, "Eh, I need this right now. And you walk out the door and you go get it. Exactly. So there's definitely a clear separation between home and this life. Yes. There's a clear separation between home and playtime. Yes. When you say don't ask, don't tell. Yes. Clearly he knows as you're getting on a plane, you're going somewhere. He knows because we have trips, I'm going to visit my family and that's where we kind of leave it at. I know I'm going to get judgment for that comment. It's okay. It's not for everybody, but it is what works for us. And that's all that matters to me. If it works for my family unit, it is no one else's place to say, I don't judge. I try very hard not to. I don't judge anybody else for how you want to do it. You want to go cheat because you're missing something. It is what it is. Like there's no judge. It doesn't affect my family. It doesn't affect me. Why should I sit there and pass judge and jury on you? I'm just asking for the same respect of don't pass judge and jury on me because you don't know. And until you're in that position, until you walk a mile in someone's shoes, you don't understand it. To a vanilla relationship, I am a cheating wife. That is what I am. Harlot, whatever you want to call it. However... That's your judgment of me. 
that's not how I feel. If this outlet makes me a better person in the long run, there are worse things. I could be on drugs. I could be an alcoholic. There are, to me, are so many worse things than sitting there and being able to mentally shut down because the person that I should be relying on a thousand percent can't do it. I can't force somebody to be something they're not. It's not going to work and it's going to cause more problems than it is going to fix them. It is what it is. It's a situation that we are in, that I'm in, and I just take it day by day. And that's all you can do is wake up and say, hey, today I'm going to do better. How do I do better? Everyone's better looks different. Because I know a lot of the BDSM dynamics don't always include sex. Yes. Like a lot of times it's just the scene without mm-hmm. the sexual part. Mm-hmm. When you're coming into this, being able to shut down mm-hmm. for your marriage, are, is there sex involved with your dom? No. Or is it just the, it's just like the BDSM scene of Not all the time. you shutting down? It, it is just, or, what I'm ultimately searching for is the actual challenge and the shutdown. Okay. I don't have to have sex. That night that I met you guys, I didn't have sex. Right. I, I don't, I don't need to have that sex. Can sometimes that play an intricate role because it helps with the domination. It also depends on your dom. The Mm -hmm. Dom might need that because they need to have that type of interaction and to be able to pin you down on the bed and they need to be able to do that. And it is a very primal animalistic urge to Mm -hmm. pin your female to the ground and to, you know, be able to have your quote unquote way with them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what in your as you're as a submissive, you're built to be able to take that. But it doesn't always have to be. It does not always have Mm -hmm. to be. I mean, there's things like there's toys, there's force orgasming, there is edging, edging, one of my favorite punishments. I don't even call that a punishment. It's a punishment. So it's one of those like, oh no, you're going to edge me? Shucks. <laughs> um, but that can be done with a multitude of things. Like he could be sitting there eating me out like he's a starving man and I'm about to go and he sits there and goes, all right, cool. Let's go get a drink. What? <laughs> Excuse me? What? <laughs> what? What just happened? Well, you, I'll catch up. I'm finishing off something. Yeah, here. right. Like, but you're not. But that's the thing is, you're not, not allowed, allowed to. to. Yeah, right. You're not allowed to. Like, he like I'm going goes, to the bathroom. You touch yourself. Yeah, right. And he's got hawk eyes on you. He's like, ah. anyone see my submissive? For if she's in that bathroom, I swear to God. <laughs> like, um, anyone seen Dutch lately? She was here. Where did she go? Um, but it doesn't always have to be that. Yeah, that's where I feel like in BDSM, the mental chess game is so important at least for my aspect of it, of to be able to shut down, you got to quiet my brain. You have to quiet that part of me. Having sex doesn't always do that. Like you want to bang one out. Cool. Sound that like, but you have not done anything for me in the ways intellectually to get me to be quiet. That is no different than me than like having a quickie. Like, okay, high five. Thanks. Like that was super useless. Waste of my time, waste of your time. I need, I not need, I have to have the mental game. And that can come in form of punishments, punishments, come form of an actual scene. And there doesn't actually have to be any penetration at all. Yeah. Which I'm sure to some people is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What? No. <laughs> Did all of that and nothing, nothing, huh? Huh? nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's also like up to your dom and and the scene too. They may want you to sit there and praise their cock till they're about to, and then be like, no, because they want to punish you because they know that you want to do that, right. and they're just like rip you up by your head, look you straight in the face, and go, you're all done. That's it, and you're like, 
No, don't you? <laughs> wait a minute. Hey, buddy, sir, this is, this is every man's dream. What's happening right now? What do you mean you're done? <laughs> like, sorry, babe. Nope, not happening. And you're like, huh. Hmm. I can tell you want it too bad. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> Come on. Break, man. Break. I can't be the only one. <laughs> Again, that's all the intellectual game. It is an intellectual game. There's chess and then there's checkers. And you got to know who you want to play with, but who you are compatible to play with as well. I think that's a huge, big key part of any kind of successful swingers, BDSM. Anyways, you have to be compatible. You got to be able to match each other's level and energy. Now, you know me well enough. Yep. I like hearing details. Yeah, you do. Are you comfortable with sharing some of your favorite moments Uh, in this Oh my God, yes. Oh God, yes. That's what you got. (laughs) Right? So one of my favorites, it was actually at pinup night. So there was a young lady that my dom had found, and it was the first time I was ever going to have a threesome. Never had a threesome before. A little nervous, but me and her had been talking, and then we both felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, do you want my number? This would be great. So we can actually text, call, whatever. And she had just gotten out of a relationship, and she was thinking about getting into BDSM. I was like, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a veteran coming back from retirement, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> so let's see what happens. And, you know, my dom approached me. He's like, hey, I have this girl. Would you want to? And we were all talking, talking to her about, you know, wh- where are you at? We know you're new. So basically anyone who's new in the lifestyle, me and my dom definitely try our best to treat you with baby gloves because this shouldn't be a scary experience. This should be right. fun. This should, like, you should walk away being like, I might want to do this versus being like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so we had gone to pin up night and of course i was in a little bit of a of a sassy mood and i had made some comments in the locker room and so uh the girl we were meeting there gets this really great impression of me all pinned up red lips i got my heels on i'm mouthing off and my dom just yoked me up by my neck and just walks me backwards to the bar back slams into the bar. I literally turned to the girl because we knew she was going to be in a gold dress. Looked at her, I was like, hey, what's up? I'm Dutch. <laughs> and she's just like, hi. <sighs> and he's just like, hi, sorry. And I kind of looked at her and I said, I was being mouthy. Uh, you know, <laughs> now mind you, me and her had been having talks about, as a submissive, it's fun to want to drop your dom to his knees. Like it's, it's fun in the sexual moment to be like, can we ruin this man? Can we make him so that way he comes so hard? He's seeing stars and we are the best girls ever. That's what was happening. Nice. So we're all talking and hanging out. Now it's time to play. I'm very much attracted to this girl. She's super sweet and we are vibing fabulously. She's got this gorgeous body and it was just, oh, mint. I'm only getting more amped up. And it's cute to see like the new girl give sass to the dom, especially when you're just trying to figure out the dynamic. I'm sitting there going like, she's like, she said something real sassy. And she's like, yeah, Dutch, right? And I sat on the bench. I'm like, one of us here has a tally already. That number's at 15. Um, I'm not joining you in this fight. (laughs) You are on your own. I wish you the best. And she kind of looked around and she looked at me and she goes, What's a, what's, a, what's a tally? <laughs> and that, when you're down, exactly. The Dom chuckles just like that. It is a dark, unadulterated, like, oh, sweetheart. You might find out if you continue down your current course. And I'm just like, well, when a submissive doesn't act appropriately, and I'm trying to put it in like the cutest terms ever, you know, we, we, we get, I, I call it a tally and I have 15 tallies coming my way. That's when um, my dom kind of pulled me aside because she had questions and she was asking quite good, great questions. And he goes, 
would you be comfortable with her seeing your tally? Like, this is your moment. It's the moment between you and me. And it's supposed to be private. If you're not, we're not going to do it. Like I can forego the tally and we will do it later or we will do it first and she can wait outside the room and then we can bring her in. And there was just something about this girl and I felt she made me feel so comfortable and I trusted her right off the bat, which is a little bit of a hard thing for me. Like for me to be, especially with women, we have a tendency to kind of like want to compete and I'm just Mm -hmm. not that girl. There was not a mean competing bone in her body. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. If this is something she's serious about getting into, she should be allowed the privilege of seeing it. Of course, that was a night where a new paddle was coming into play that my dom had bought me. Woo! Little did I know. (laughs) So we go to the BDSM room and me and her are all over each other. I mean, we're making it. She's an incredible kisser. Oh God. And she's just, she's starting to like kind of feel her oats. And so she's starting to put her hands in my hair and get a little bit more aggressive. And I'm like, yes, I'm bringing it out in her. Like I'm starting to get a little bit more aggressive to the point where like I kind of pushed her down a little bit on the bed and my dumb had to be like, ah, Dutch, no, no, come on, (laughs) come play nice. And he's just like, you need to go get on St. Andrew's cross. I need you to face the wall. We're going to do this now. Fine. (laughs) Sounds good. Yes, sir. Whatever. Just when it was getting fun. I know, right? Just when it was getting good. Why can't we? I was hoping you were going to forget about this. Like, you see two girls making out on a bed and it's getting aggressive. You think every guy's just like, screw the tally. Let's do this. Screw the tally like, later. Yeah, we can, we can, we're going to put a pin ho. in that. Tally who? Yeah. Tally ho. <laughs> so I had, this was the first time I was going to have to count my tally. He did a great job. He did them in sessions of three. And so if your number doesn't match what your dom asks you your number is, and he has the tally in his head, you start all over. Oh, no. Right? So you you don't you don't want to do, especially when he's bringing out a new paddle, like you yeah. don't want to do that. But he did a phenomenal job of, it was three cracks. It started off with a crop, then it went to the dragon tongue, then it went to a paddle, and then it went to the new paddle. And But after every one, he always made sure to check in with and to be like, hey, you doing okay? How are we doing? And I'm sitting there facing the St. Andrew's Cross going, three, 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 three. <laughs> because I'm making sure I have my number in my head. And I'm starting also to feel myself shut down. So finding that number is getting harder. Three more whacks. Six, 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 six. And they're like barely whispering. So I can't hear what they're saying. And I'm trying to like listen for like the swing back, something to tell me something's coming. Couldn't hear anything. Very, very intense. Then we're getting to the new paddle. And I remember the first rubber hit with that thing. Woo, I think my soul left my body. Saw stars. And it was an immediate shutdown. I stumbled. I was like, 13, 13, 13. I'm at 13. And he's just, and he remember he came up behind me and you feel that presence. And at this point, my body's starting to be like, he's here. Like I'm starting to drip between my legs. Like I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And he does the whole, just caresses the back of my neck. And he's just like, you're being such a good girl. You took that hit so well for me. And it's just, I'm melting. And I'm trying to remember the damn number. I'm like, this guy, this is not, this is above my pay. Shoot, shoot, come on. What's the number again? And he just, he's like, what's the number? And I'm like, 15, 15. I had to snap back into him, 15, 15. He's like, 
oh, is my good girl having problems? And I'm like, this is, come on, come on. I'm a break. I'm going to break. I'm going to start all over. We got to do it again. And, and so I took my last hits and he made sure to kiss my butt where he'd hit me and he just turned around and he was just like, all right, go play. Let's go. And me, I went towards her. I mean, I prowled. It was, she got to see Dutch in her full, Duchess was in the house. And I just sat on top of her and we start making out. And I remember looking at her and I was just like, never done it before. And I was like, can I just eat? I I just want to eat your puss. Like there is something about you that I want to be able to do the things. I want to be the one, the reason why you're crying out and everybody in the club knows about it. And so we start doing it and she's going off and she's a very big nipple player like very big and so i am making sure and i made sure to like in i I lift my head up i go if i'm doing something wrong feel free to correct me you want to pull my hair and shove me in girl this is i don't understand why some men don't like to do it because now i'm like shit i might be addicted to this She goes off and I look at her and I go, is it go time? Like we had a whole word. We had a whole plan set out. And she goes, yep, time to break out the strawberries. And we both just get up off the bed and our, my dom's sitting in a chair, just like Dave, like my, like watching it happen. And he's like, what, what's happening now? Like what's going on? Like he's starting to be seeing the shift in the room. And I remember just prowling up to him. I said, it's your turn. We're going to be your very good girls. We have a very nice surprise for you. And she was great at giving head. And I love eating ass. And I was like, we're going to double team him. We're going to come from both ends. We are going to drop him to his knees. This is a great A plan. We were in it. She's like, we need you to stand up. And he's looking at us and he's just like, like for a hot second, he's like, you know, that like little meme that's like, I'm in danger. There's like fire going around. He's just like, that's what I felt like in that instant. He's just like, you sure? And we're like, please. And we're trying to be good about it. But really we're like, we need you. Like we want to do this. We're in the zone now. We're communicating without actually communicating. And this is great. And so she went up against the wall and I'm behind him. He's in the middle and he's kind of leaning up against the wall, one hand above her head. And we're taking his clothes off and we both systematically start going down on him. And he starts to realize what's about to happen. And it's, he's never had it, never had it happen, never done. It was on the bucket list. Didn't think it was going to happen tonight, but oh my God, did we... We, we, we did a great job. We did a great job to the point where he was like, I, I need to fuck my duchess. Like I, I need to be like this. She, I was hearing the slurping. She was cupping his balls. I mean, he is moaning and I'm sorry for me as a woman, hearing a man lose himself in that kind of passion and to say the things, how do you not enjoy that noise? Like you are causing that. I'm sure like when you cause that, you're like, that's right. I'm queen, you are my king, and I'm the only person who's going to be able to do this to you. I'm doing it. Um, I will say that I'm self-conscious about the noise until I get some noise back, and then I'm like, oh, then I don't care what noise it makes as long as I'm getting some sort of sound back. Right? Like, and, and I understand now, like, from a guy's perspective, the encouragement. That is encouragement. These young ladies who, you know, maybe shake and are silent, I'm like, girl, let it out. Mm-hmm. Let the lioness out. The man, like that is a surefire way for your partner to know they are hitting all oh the right buttons. God. You are firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. We're heading to Nirvana together, right. hand in hand. And there is something very much like you as men, when you get that deep growl and those, oh, mm-hmm. oh definitely. 
getting excited just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just a magical moment. And so then, of course, we lost, you lose track of time. We go to all three of us start having sex. And of course, like the lights come on, the music is off and we're like, crap, what? What? Dang it. Come on. 10 more minutes. We knew we needed more than 10 more minutes, but we're like, 10 more minutes, mom. Come on. (laughs) And so we had gotten a hotel that night for the whole weekend. And so we went back to the hotel room and the magic just continued. And it ended up with me and I was making out with her. My dom just pulled me back and it was the first time and it was a magical moment. I'm sitting there trying to eat puss while getting railed out from behind and I am soaking him. I mean, I am just losing it. And I'm trying to still do my job for her. And I'm like, how do you do this? I am, sh- what is, who's the priority at this point? I need a whiteboard <laughs> or something because damn, he's losing. And we all just had this amazing moment. And then it was her turn and she's eating me out and he is just ripping into her and she's moaning. I'm watching my dom basically dom another woman in front of me. I'm getting even more turned on. I didn't think it could get any worse. And it's like this fever and he's so powerful and it's so intoxicating. And she's trying to do stuff with me and then we're making it and she's kissing me while he's railing her out from behind, slapping her ass and (laughs) sorry to the people on the other side of our room because nobody was being quiet at that moment. (laughs) Nobody. And finally, like me and her and him, we just like fell down on the bed. We're dripped in sweat and we just cuddled up on him. And I'm like caressing her arm. She's tickle scratching me. She just looks at me with this most amazing look and just was like, thank you. And like, it kind of blew my mind for a second. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I like didn't know what to do. Like, it's like when someone says "I love you" and you're not ready to say it back, and you're like, Wait, "What? You're welcome." Like, what? <laughs> Question mark? What? Someone's calling me on my phone. What was that? Um, I looked at her and I said, "I said, can I, can I ask why you're thanking me?" She goes, "I was really intimidated by you. Like, you come off with this strut, and you are a very attractive woman, and you made me feel like." a thousand percent were equals at no point did i get upset did i get jealous you were tender when you needed to be you were aggressive when you wanted to be you allowed me to be aggressive when i needed to be both of you like thank you and it was just beautiful fucking hottest sin moment but beautiful and then we like went and took a shower together and now we're like shower buddies and now like showering by yourself it's like this is stupid why yeah right like the that after that weekend my dom called me on like that monday or tuesday he goes yeah so i took a shower by myself that sucked (laughs) that sucked so what is happening right now because now i feel like i have a new addiction and what am i gonna do about it because you're six hours away and like but that sucked and i'm just like Put loofahs on your, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't help you, buddy. Buy blow up dolls. Like, I got nothing. Like, are you seriously going to do this? I'm like, I'm sorry, you're right. I shouldn't do this. He's like, does your ass not hurt enough? I'm like, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it was, oh, it was, it was, a, <laughs> that was a great way to be like, so what was your first threesome? Like, oh, let me tell you. You got time? <laughs> let me tell you. Holy crap. So now I'm like to the point where I love playing with another woman. I almost need another woman to be there and it doesn't matter. I don't have a preference of what she looks like. It, to me, it's all about energy. 
absolute energy. And as long as we connect, again, I'm not going to sit here and make you feel anything besides just absolute admiration. And that is my goal. I want everyone to walk out of that room happy. Myself, my dom, the person people were playing with, if it's more than one person, everyone should walk out of there like something magical happened. Put that in the freaking spank bank, cash in your check, call it a day. And that should be the, the story, not how sometimes it happens. And I feel like jealousy is just, it just is a poison. And that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. We should be able to compliment each other. Everyone in that room should compliment each other. You have something that I can't do. You get to be runner up. Mm -hmm. You get to be the star for that task. I'm not either adequate enough or I can't do it because of whatever reason. Like, why can't we work together Mm -hmm. and make it a single mission of everybody walks away from the table happy? (laughs) And that's just how I play. I want everyone to be happy, myself included. Well, fun fact, we really, really wanted to play with Duchess after we recorded this podcast. We spent the entire evening with her. We picked her up from her hotel. Yep. We drove to our hotel, dropped off our bags, headed over to Disney Springs and spent a good three to four hours walking around, hanging out, hanging out, eating, talking. drinking, flirting yep. heavily, lots of touching, caressing. We get back to our room, continue with the flirting. We have this discussion where she says a lot of things that are like, wow, that's pretty fucking hot. I'm turned on. She acknowledged that she's turned on. We get to the point where we finish the recording and I ask her, hey, how many tallies are you looking at if you end up doing something with us? And she says, well, I think it'd be worth it. And I say, okay. And I get up to go to the bathroom and I say, I'll be right back. This couch folds into a bed. And I walked into the bathroom and I could hear you guys starting to talk. And I'm like, ooh, talking's not good. Kissing would have been good. Talking's not good. So she breaks it to me that she really feels that she would need to ask permission of her dom to do anything with us. I'm not pretending to understand dom and submissive relationships. I am very much like, okay, it's your life. I'm not here to force you to do anything you don't want to do. And we were very cool. And in that moment, and I was very cool with whatever she had to do. It was also late. We were also tired. I mean, there was probably a million excuses you could use. And at in that all time. honesty, the next morning we were having a very early morning where yes. we go and spend a adult Disney day with Tori Lincoln and Link. Tour. Yeah. yeah. I was happy that she wanted to record with us. I was happy that she had spent the time she had and we had had a great time in the vanilla sense and even kind of flirting and just having a good time. So I come out of the bathroom. You guys are now standing closer to the door and it's abundantly clear that nobody pulled the couch out and no one's naked and things are not progressing as I was hoping they would while I was in the bathroom. You said that you heard that she should ask her dom. But this was after the fact when when we came back. But in the moment, you were talking to her and what you told me you thought you heard was that she said to you that you... G, you have to ask her dom for permission. Right. You being you, you're like, no, I'm, that's, I didn't I tell don't her do no, that. But <laughs> my opinion is 
Hey, if you have to ask him, by all means, I get that. That's your dynamic. That's what you have to do. It is not my dynamic. It is not our dynamic. Now, mind you, if we're playing with another couple and I'm about to go off with their partner somewhere, yes, I would check in with the husband. Hey, is this okay? Right. Excuse me, Mr. Dom, may I please have permission to take your submissive something? That's not, not our game. Well, because you're not dominating her. Right. Because you're not taking his place, you're having just a sexual relation with her. Right. So in my mind, you're not asking something of the BDSM space. You're just doing the sexual interaction. Maybe I'm crazy and naive and I don't know anything about BDSM in the sphere that we're most familiar with. Asking permission of a dom is not up our alley. Right. So we, we just don't understand how that works and we don't do it. Right. Initially, you hearing that, you were like, um, no. <laughs> but I didn't say it because... No, you didn't again, say it out loud. It was something that you thought in your head. But then when we were coming back after dropping her off, it was something you had said to me. And I said, she didn't pose it to me that way. It was more of, I have to ask my dom. But either way, I think there was a little bit of a miscommunication there. But I then also clarified... What is okay? I also clarified what's not okay. And she said, getting naked and getting into that bed with you guys. And I said, okay. Is kissing okay? And she said, oh, absolutely. So she and I started making out. But all in all, I think we had a blast with her. I look forward to the next time she comes to town and we will definitely hang out with her again. I love the fact that we met Duchess on her first night at the club. Mm -hmm. Here we are just a few months later. She has completely resubmerged herself into the BDSM lifestyle. She had come back from a many, many years hiatus being married to a husband who, you know, really didn't care too much to be a dom, to dominate her, to do any of this stuff for her. You know, we saw her that first night and I remember, you know, she was enjoying herself. She was having a great time. I mean, she dabbled a little bit about her history, but we didn't really know the full extent of it all. And now here we are and she's just like, she's in it. She's not halfway in. She's not dipping toes. She's like, I'm back in it. This is how she has rekindled her own relationship with herself saying, I need this. I need this to be a part of my life because it's a part of me and who I am. And I've ignored it for way too long. Let's get into that. I was kind of pushing to find out, this is such a big part of you from 17 to 26. How do you find a husband and get married and he has no fucking clue about this? I can't imagine a relationship for me that doesn't include giving the sexual part of my past as part of what comes into play in the bedroom for that current relationship. I'm not shoving in my current husband or boyfriend or whatever. I'm not shoving it in their face that that I had sexual relations with other people in the past, but it's more of a, oh, I had somebody do this at one point and this really turns me on. I like it like this. And the only way you know you like it like that is because somebody did that at some point, yep. right? I mean, it can only be concluded that you've had sex with other people, but I feel like that's almost like a natural progression in a relationship. And I can understand that if you've done some of these things while you were young, you might think, oh, that was something I did while I was young. I don't need that to be turned on, especially if you can have sex, still orgasm, and you find, you know, no struggle in that. Okay, I love my husband. We have wonderful vanilla sex. I come, he comes, we're both happy, and we go to bed, and then, you know, we raise our children in the meantime, and that works. But at some point, you realize, okay, I'm doing the mothering thing. 
I get the gratification out of being a mother. I'm doing the job thing. I get that gratification of doing my job. But now my sex life is suffering because I'm not getting the full gratification out of my sex life. I'm orgasming, but is it the best orgasm of my life? Is it something I look forward to? Is it something I crave? She's right. That 32 age area in a woman, something hits. There's a fire that happens and you start to look for the things that you are lacking. The exact same time frame of my life was when I started wanting something more out of my sex life was when I was 32. Yes, I have seen that in each of my last three relationships before you. I was with that partner as they reached that peak. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it firsthand. If you look at that average female age at the club Mm -hmm. of new people starting out, it is right around that 30, 32 range. You definitely see couples coming in hey, we have this fantasy, we want to try it. Right. Those are typically the ones that come in, try it and go, cool, that was fun and take back off. Yep. Only to come back five, 10 years later and go, hey, I remember when I had this sexual boom and now, you know, it's been 10 years and we'd like to boom again. (laughs) Yeah. So I see it and I get it. But the fact that she reached that peak and was like, hmm, I need this back. And she shoves her husband trying to start something. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the movie Fight Club. Yes. This reminds me of that time where their homework was to go out and start a fight and lose. On purpose. Yep. So they walk out, they walk walk down the street and they start pushing people, just trying to get (laughs) some shit to happen. And I could just see her going, I'm going to push him and I know I'm going to lose, but let's let's Let's... see where this goes. (laughs) And the first reaction of, "Eh, what are you doing? Slow down. It's exactly the reaction that these people right. have. Like, what? Well, Why are you starting? But then you push harder and it's, all right, we, you want this? Let's go. Okay, yeah. And she got what she wanted. It quickly reminded her, yes, Duchess is still inside of me. I may have been able to turn it off, but it's still a light switch that can go off and on and off and on. It's in there. And no matter how much I try to stuff it down, it wants to come out. And when it does come out, mm, that sex is way better than that. Like you were saying, yeah, I orgasm, but it's not the orgasms that I was getting. I can only speak to what I know and how my life has gone. So from my perspective, I didn't dabble in a BDSM type of relationship in my teenage years. I always had some fantasies about being tied up, about some consensual non-consent type stuff and choking, like just minor stuff, Not nothing of an extreme. But none of my boyfriends ever did that. It was always, you know, we're in love with each other and we're having sex and it was never, I just didn't go around banging people. You know what I mean? Like I, I just always felt like I was always making love to people. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't experiment with those kinds of things as I was a teenager. And so when I met my husband and, you know, he makes me orgasm and everything's great. And, you know, we go on about our merry way. It didn't seem all that crazy to get married and to commit my life to him because that's what I knew that everything was fine. When it got to the 30 somethings, it wasn't that I wanted to fuck everything that moved. It wasn't that I wanted to constantly have sex. It was that the orgasms that I was having 
it just wasn't enough. It was not scratching the itch anymore. Yes, I came. Yes, the sex was fine. But I wanted something that said, you want me. You desire me. There's more to it than just you want to make me come or you're going to make me come or you happen to know how to make me come very well because you've just spent the last 18 years with me and you should at this point. So yeah, tweak a nipple, finger the clit and bing, bang, boom, I'm done and we roll over and go to sleep. It wasn't bad. We were having sex. It was frequent enough. It wasn't bad. But I never felt desired. I never felt sought after. And when she talks about how she got all gussied up that night and he says, you look nice. I identified with that moment because that is so many of the moments that I had in my marriage where I was like, uh, fucking nice. I look nice. I looked in the mirror. My eyes are fucking stunning. Look at me in the eyes. And that was another thing. He never took the moment to look me in the eyes, to look me up and down. Like he knew I was wearing a dress. Did he know what color it was? Did he know how it fit my curves? Did he know anything about that dress other than the fact that I wore a dress and it was outside of my norm of jeans and a sweatshirt or something? You're not looking at me. You're looking through me. You're looking past me. And so in that moment when your hormones are heightened and you want to have sex, you also want to have sex. You want it to hit on every level. And it just means so much more when you feel like that person wants you. They'll shove you up against a wall, they will take you if that's what it means. And I think that's what is so sexy about the idea of the BDSM and kind of pushing those boundaries because you're like, I want you to want me that badly. You're going to hold me down, take what you want because you want it that badly. And I have seen that. But what's interesting is that very rarely do I see a guy doing that with you. It is certain women (laughs) that I have seen do it with you. And to watch you melt for those women as they do it to you is, say it every fucking time, but really fucking sexy. That type of connection comes from within a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to find that in the swinging world. It I'm not going to find that. It is very rare for with- a guy to be able to jump out and do that without knowing, hey, this is something that she likes and this is something that she wants. Well, that and I'm not going to build that connection with somebody else's husband in the lifestyle. I'm probably not even going to build that connection with a single guy, to be honest with you. When I met you, I was a little bit past that heightened 30-somethings. I wasn't gung-ho about having sex like that. I will say I am sad I missed your sexual peak. That is for sure. (laughs) Because I could only imagine what that was like. Or what it could have been like, I guess. But you were still able to fulfill that. As soon as I met you, I knew that you were not the type of person who was going to look past me, that you were the person that looked me in the eyes. And you still are that person who compliments my eyes before you compliment my outfit. You see who I am before you see what I look like. And that is obviously why I fell in love with you and why we are here today. (laughs) That was what I was missing in my relationship. And that's how a marriage can go on for 18 years. And I mean, sure, I loved him and he loved me and everything was copacetic. But That's all it was. There was no excitement. There was nothing else that I had to necessarily look forward to every day. And if somebody's looking through you every day, you can only imagine after another 20 years of that how empty your life would feel. Yep. 
And I just, I couldn't put myself through any year of that because it wasn't, it wasn't worth my time. So hearing her say this, and then also I just, I have to give her mad respect for being able to say, I'm going to tell my husband all of this about my past. I'm going to be upfront and honest with him that this is something I need. And then once they've given it a try themselves... And they realize that, oh, he may not be the person who can give this to me. For her husband to be able to say, you know what? I can't do this. This is outside of my comfort zone. If you need this, then you're going to have to find it elsewhere. But I also kind of don't really want to know about it either. Yeah, you don't need to sit here and tell me all the things that someone else did to you that got you to this point. Right. Go ahead, take care of those desires. And by the sounds of it, she goes home and then takes care of his desires. That's something that's very difficult for a very vanilla kind of standard marriage. It's very difficult for them to understand that. A lot of polyamorous relationships kind of center themselves in the idea that one person is not always enough for another person. Sometimes you need multiple people to fill in those different spaces. This is kind of a form of that. It's not polyamory, obviously, but it's a form of saying, hey, my husband, he fits the bill for husband, roommate, for, you know, helping pay the bills, do you know, doing all that and partner, father of my children. But he can't flog me. (laughs) (laughs) So I need somebody to flog me. And that's where this kind of comes into play. Now, I do have a question for you, though, because with that being said, the don't ask, don't tell part of all of this is what would typically make most ethically non-monogamous people throw up an eyebrow because you're thinking, oh, how ethical is a don't ask, don't tell policy? Where do you stand on a don't ask, don't tell? It all depends in what's kind of given permission or what the guidelines of that don't ask, don't tell. If it's, hey, I understand you need to do all these things that you've told me you've done before. Go ahead and do them, but I don't need to hear about it. You don't need to come back and throw it in my face and tell me all the things that how someone else dominated you and fulfilled all those things that I can't personally do because it's outside of my pay grade. Mm-hmm then yes, I think it's perfectly acceptable. I think it's actually incredibly healthy for their relationship. I love you enough to go, yes, I know you will come home to me. You will go fulfill this and then you will come home and you will continue to be that wife, mother, partner, you name it. And we will continue to have our happy life here and you will feel satisfied by these other things. The keep it quiet, don't tell policy that a lot of people have where, hey, I know I need these things and I can't tell my partner I need these things. So I'm just going to go out and get these things. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel it crosses that ethical versus non-ethical line. I'm all right with the don't ask, don't tell policy. As long as it is an actual, we've discussed this and we have this don't ask, don't tell policy. And I'm aware that, hey, you're going off to do these things, but I don't need to hear about it. The only struggle I find with a don't ask, don't tell policy is not necessarily the policy itself. I feel very similar to you. If this is an agreement between a husband and wife and they truly do have the agreement, don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to know what you're doing. None of that turns me on. But if this is what you need, go get it, go do it, come home and and just always be there, you know, always fulfill your wifely duties and we're good. That's fine. The time that I struggle the most is that when you actually hear somebody say it to you from somewhere else. If a single guy came up to us and he's like, yeah, I'm married, but we have
have a don't ask, don't tell policy. It's almost like, ah, it, it, I'll red be flag. honest, it's a lot harder to take from a single male than it is from a female. No, and I don't I know think why. It, no, I think it would be the exact same. I think mm. I would, if a, if a single female came up to me and told me the same thing, I would have the same hesitations. I would say, oh, what do you mean, don't ask, don't tell? Now, you don't have to necessarily phrase it that way. You could phrase it as, yes, my husband knows I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And just kind of leave it vague, leave it at that. He knows you're doing something, this, maybe not. I don't know if it is that you are being ethical and if it is all on the up and up and everybody is aware that it's happening, then, you know, it's up to that individual and how they portray that to a couple that they're going to have relations with. So she finally makes it to LMB. Stands for love and bondage. It's a night where they somewhat try to mix both lifestyle and BDSM. So it's a light sprinkling of an introduction of BDSM type things to the lifestyle people. That night, we were all standing in a group watching the fire massages, as she said. She said, oh, I'll be right back. We all assume bathroom, bar, whatever. She's gone for a handful of minutes, comes back, and is very worked up. And she kind of clings on to me. We start making out. I start playing with her a little. She grabs a hold of my shirt, tugging. We have the whole just a shirt conversation. And she orgasms multiple times. Like instantly and multiple times. And it happens over the next half hour repeatedly. It was like, whoa, you have the Midas touch and of I was orgasm. Like, yeah. Damn, look at and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 how it goes. Gee, fuck yeah. That's who I am. I had no idea there were other factors Oops. playing. Whatever. It's cool. It, as far as I knew, that night was like, mm, look at you. It continued throughout the night. We end up back at the bar. We start making out some more there. She's in between you and me. We both get her to that point. Which is why I'm shocked that this time with this other girl was her first time going down another woman and being with another woman after the way you two interacted. So that was fun to see. And that was fun to experience. But little did we know she had already been primed for your fingering. Yes. (laughs) So we asked her to share a story. Mm -hmm. And I was intrigued to see where the story went because... For the two of us, when we hear the BDSM side is separate than the sex side and different from the lifestyle, and that very rarely at most BDSM clubs, sex is not actually allowed there. Right. You go through all this without that sexual payoff is just like, hmm? To both of us? Right. That was not the case in this story. (laughs) They start playing. Things are getting a little hot. This girl starts pulling her hair. She's like, all right, let's fucking play, and throws her back down on the bed, and that dom side starts popping out of her. And her dom goes, no, uh uh-uh, you're not the dom in this situation. Get over here. I'm going to put you back in your place, and gives her her tally. But there was an entire conversation that happened before that was even a possibility, because the dom had pulled her aside and said, listen, I want to do your tally in mm-hmm. front of this other girl because she's so curious about all this BDM stuff and this is going to give her some insight into how our relationship works. Personally, I'd probably be like, no, don't do that to a poor, innocent new girl. Maybe th- it's a little too soon. But also at the same time, they were feeling... If she's curious that about this, let's show her. She's really, you know, she's really asking all the right questions and maybe this is something that she's thinking of and yeah, show her what it's all about. But I found it interesting that her dom, once she started showing a little bit of her own dom side... Had to keep that in check. Said, (laughs) let's reel this back in before you get any ideas in your head. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then after doling out her tallies, he allows them to get back on the bed and start playing. And after they feel they've satisfied themselves enough there, they decide with their little cohort of strawberries, <laughs> it's time to take care of him. Let me just say, I would not mind some of those strawberries. Correct. That's, I, that uh... sounded... Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for gifts for you, so maybe we can there you figure go. that with, out. I'm with <laughs> Christmas coming, if we could find a way to put that, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't even have to be under the tree. It can be after Christmas, just <laughs> like a little note and I can, just, like coupons. There we go. That's why there's all those sex coupons come in. That's yes. Here yes, we go. Strawberries. Yes. Strawberries. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of enjoying it, she mentions that she very much enjoys when everybody leaves the room happy. Yes. I like to say that when we have interactions, we do our best to make sure everybody leaves the room happy, fulfilled, satisfied, all of the adjectives that mean they had a great time. <laughs> Either we have been with a fantastic group of actors or we do a very good job of people pleasing and making sure everybody walks out of that room having a damn good time. In order for you to leave the room happy, you have to be walking into that room with a deliberate purpose to make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, not each individual making each individual happy, but that that is the group goal. If I'm walking into a room with another couple, then chances are we're walking into that room to have a playtime, to have a session. By no means do I intend to leave that room satisfied myself and leave that room with other people unsatisfied. Right. I deliberately go in there knowing that I want to make them happy. I want to please one, if not both of them. And hopefully you're doing the same. And hopefully each person in that couple is doing the same. And therefore, when we do walk out, everybody's got a big happy grin on their face and we are all ready to just go home and fall asleep. Or reconnect. <laughs> or reconnect. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Mm -hmm.